Hello and welcome to the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm your host and welcome to today's episode. Today we are going to talk about principles and principles really remaining the same. See, I've gone back and uh, my parents were cleaning out their house trying to get rid of some stuff after they've moved and I was looking through some boxes of books and uh, I picked up a few that were written in like the 1980s and some of these are on like sales and marketing and in the the books as I'm reading and going through them I'm noticing that so this was written in 1984 so what's that 35 36 years ago uh, that they were published anyway so probably written in like 83 based on principles from the late 70s and early 80s. So really, like 40 years ago is when these books were written. In that, you can kind of tell that while there are like some dated things, sure, by and large, the principles behind them are totally true. And I think this is what we forget sometimes, is that some old books, uh, some old people, have the principles and fundamentals that we need. While sure, the technology might change in how you do something, the main messaging, the purpose behind it typically does not. So let me give you an example. Let's talk about like television or really just how to communicate a message. So the way that we communicate a message today and influencing people really has not changed. The words we use, the inflection of our voice, you know, maybe our gestures if we're in person, you know, all those things can really sell an idea, a dream, something, right? They sold the pyramids back in the day. And today, that kind of core principle in how you sell a message, a dream, a vision, really hasn't changed. But what has changed is the ability to reach the world. So for those pyramids, you're basically confined to like Egypt and Mesopotamia, really the Mediterranean, and you you know it took you uh, a long time to get somewhere. So I, I read J.P. Morgan's uh, bio, and J.P. Morgan often traveled between the U.S. and Europe, and like today we don't think of that being like a huge deal uh, unless you're just scared of of planes and don't want to get on them. But it took J.P. Morgan like it's like a week and a half voyage from you know, New York to London. And I mean, it was fairly safe. Obviously, he made it in many of his journeys. But it was something that was like very time consuming. You have like a week, 10 days on a boat, (laughs) and there's not much to do, right? You can't communicate uh, very well to people. Sure, like there was radio, I believe at that point. But I mean, you're by yourself, you're with your own thoughts for those 10 days, or however long the voyage is definitely a week uh, plus. So Time has sped up. I mean, we see this in our communication. So with that same message, getting back to the point, the same message that you know might have sold the pyramids today, like this podcast, for instance, one upload can reach the planet with enough money in an instant, right? Instantly, I can communicate my message if I spend enough money to reach the planet, right? So you could, theoretically, on Facebook, send out, one message in a video or whatever and put basically all of your ad spend behind it however much that might be and let's say like a company like coca-cola could put 
$100 million behind it, and in one day they could reach the entire planet, which is really crazy to think about, that one message, one ad could reach the entire planet in an instant. That is crazy. When 100 years ago, yeah, you had some newspapers, uh, you know, radio was a thing, but for the most part, like, it was tough to reach many people, and there definitely weren't syndicated radio shows. So, like, Broad Reach was a newspaper in, like, New York City, right, to a, a million people. That was crazy reach. We didn't really have much more than that. And then you had to actually read the newspaper, and then if your advertisement was on page, like, 6 or 12 or 15, like, good luck getting that actually read so it's amazing what we can actually do with our messaging and getting our voice heard around the world but the principles behind it are very much the similar the fundamentals right and this in in selling and this is how i'll relate it to the construction industry you know most of what we do the fundamentals of construction you know have have not changed right you do the you dig the foundation first um, or dig all the dirt out so you can put in a foundation then you put in the foundation then you you know cap the roof then you you know each and every process is linear systematic and those haven't changed now how we do that the materials that we use those have drastically changed you know from a thousand years ago to today even in the last 50 years the materials have changed right concrete's gotten stronger we've uh, made better steel we're able to use you know better waterproofing techniques so all of these pieces and parts have become drastically better over the years, but the fundamentals have not changed. So maybe how you do something has changed, but not why you do it or necessarily what you're doing. Let's try to you know wrap a little bit around that. Advertising and spreading a message is really uh, an easy example. And then even like putting construction documents together. So we need to convey what we want out of a building, what this needs to look like, and how we want things to look and interact. So from that, we put construction drawings together. A hundred years ago, construction drawings, maybe they look slightly different, but the fundamentals are very much the same. You know, today we use three-dimensional drawing and drafting to put together our buildings and we can pull this data and information out of it. So it's maybe easier to do quantities and takeoffs and all that type of stuff. But so it's, it's easier today in that regard than it was maybe a hundred years ago. Yet in the same time, we still use drawings to convey what we wanted and what we wanted that building to look like so that somebody could go and, and create that building. What I want to leave you with in this short podcast is going back and reading older books, learning from those that came before us is extremely valuable. While if you're learning from an older person or someone that's been in the industry for a long time, that maybe they don't have the technology knowledge, right? The technological knowledge, but they have the fundamentals. They have the relationships. And maybe some of the things that I didn't fully understand when I was working inside of firms is how important those relationships are and that those relationships take a long time to build and cultivate. It's not something that happens overnight. And in the construction industry, those are extremely important. They're important to have those types of relationships and building those relationships will create a lot of value over the long term 
They're not going to happen today. They're not going to pay today. But just going out, being a genuinely good person, building rapport and relationships, building some insight and helping out others is a fundamental principle that's going to serve you for life. It might not pay today. You might not see anything for a month, six months, maybe a year. But at the end of the day, that doing the right thing, having a great credibility with those around you, being a man of your word, person of your word, will extremely be ex- extremely beneficial for you in the long run. So there's a story on this. Uh, McDonald Douglas or uh, Douglas was the founder of uh, McDonald Douglas Airplanes. He was an engineer by trade, uh, which is familiar to a lot of us. So it's it's amazing. So Donald Douglas uh, was trained as an engineer and uh, at the Naval Academy and MIT, and he established his own company, which, you know, eventually came McDonnell Douglas. And so their uh, DCs, like the DC-10, DC-8, uh, DC-12, are some planes that are still uh, operational and running in the fleets. I think Delta still flies them, uh, and American are the two companies that fly the, the DC series. So it's the McDonnell Douglas. But Donald Douglas was the founder of it. And the reason I'm going to tell this story is because it goes to credibility. So he needed to become a salesperson, right? He, he was an engineer. He had to be a successful salesperson in order to get things done as well as get his company up and off the ground, uh, both figuratively and literally since he was building planes. So he called on Eddie Rickenbacker, uh, who was then the president of Eastern Airlines. And Rickenbacker told Douglas that his new DC-8 was competitive with the Boeing's 707 with one very important exception. The noise suppression system, like Boeing's, the Douglas jet engines were too loud. Douglas was then given the chance to outpromise his competitor and perhaps get the contract. It was a very important sale to Douglas at the time. So here you are. You have a very important road. Do you overpromise this or do you go back and figure it out, see if you can or not, and then tell the truth. This is an important crossroads that we have most of the time. So in this situation, what you would do if you were prompted with this is to say, let me think about that. Let me get back with our engineers and we'll see if we can come up with a solution. This happens all the time in construction. You're prompted with a question and you really don't know the answer. And even if you did know the answer, it would be prudent to take some time to see if that is the correct answer, if your, train, if your immediate train of thought is actually correct, and then to go back and formalize that decision. Best course of action and should be taken most often. The important thing is to then follow up with it. So let's see what Donald Douglas did. So he was given the chance to outpromise competitor, perhaps get the contract. And obviously it's a very important sale. So what did he do? After consulting with his fellow engineers, Douglas returned to say, in all honesty, I do not think I can make good on such a promise. And Rickenbacker, the 
president of Eastern Airlines, said, Neither do I, but I was anxious to see if you were still honest with me. See, Douglas had, in fact, built his company on a reputation for honesty. Then Douglas heard what he had hoped for. You have a contract for $165 million. Now go see what you can do about making those jet engines less noisy. So here, the credibility and the reputation of Donald Douglas was a man of honesty, of being honest, straightforward, upfront with those that he sold to. And really, I mean, that permeated his aircraft and to the fact that they're still in service, you know, 40 years later, maybe not the company, but um, or I think they, they are and they've niched down into other products and not building full jets anymore. Um, that one I would have to actually look up. But the testament is that honesty got him the sale, that he was still honest, even with such a large decision, really, riding on this one point. He was honest. And that meant through the process, the owner of Eastern Airlines could trust Douglas to do the right thing. And when you're flying planes, that's pretty important. So remember, doing the right thing, being honest, having integrity, and being credible, really, what is your reputation, is super important. So go back, listen to uh, some books, read some books, go back to principles. I mean, that's why Plato and a lot of the Greeks have stood the test of time. It's because there's principles do last. So that is this episode of the Construction Corner Podcast, and thank you for listening.